You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. What up? This is Raphael. You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. I have a special, special guest today. It is one of my favorite players in the 2021 NBA Draft class. I'm reporting to you live from Dallas, Texas. I have to catch a flight in a few hours to go to Los Angeles to do my day job. But I had to make time today to bring in my guest. Actually, I wanted to thank him for coming on. It's like a six-hour time difference. It is Vrenz Blindberg. If you haven't heard the name or you're not familiar with him, it's a name I think you have to get familiar with. In my opinion, he's a first-round pick in this 2021 NBA draft. I feel like I was kind of ahead of the game a little bit. I think we did our first interview back in like November and I thought he was a first round pick. Now I see his name buzzing. I see his name is starting to show up on more draft boards, but that's my guest, Renz Blindberg. How's it going today for you, man? It's going really well, man. How are you going? Uh, Like, I'm happy to be here always and let's let's enjoy it. All right. So let's get into your background for those that aren't familiar with you. And I have in my notes, when I first saw you play, the first thing that stood out to me were you were 6'10", you were skilled, and I feel like you have the ability to play point guard, but definitely a point forward. You're from Belgium, so so give the audience a little background about you and, and just your overall game. All right, so first of all, we'll start. I started playing basketball when I was three years old. Um, I started in Antwerp, where I'm playing right now. So it's a long time in Antwerp already, but I, I really came from the youth of Antwerp and I started building to the first team. Um, now I'm playing for three years pro. My first year I played on the point guard position. So it was a, a really tough tough job for me because I'm 6'10", like you said, and it's not, you never, uh, you barely see players from 16, 6'10", playing point guard position. Then the last two years, I'm playing on the shooting guard, more shooting guards, small forward position, what I prefer. But I really like on the uh, play to play on these uh, positions. So you're born and raised in Belgium, yep. and you are currently playing in Belgium. And you've had opportunities to join some of the bigger powerhouse clubs. Is that correct? Yeah, that's great. Like uh, two years ago, I mean, one, two years ago, uh, I had a great offer of Barcelona to uh, play with the second team and get some practices with the first team and the coaches of the first team. It was a really tough decision, but uh, I preferred to play on the highest level in Belgium to stay with my parents. And um, I mean, I, I, I want to be sure I played with the first team. I really played on the, on the international, like on the, on the professional level. And that was the most important thing for me because we also played in a good European league, like Champions League. So it was good for me to grow up as a player, as a person. So it was a big, uh, big decision for me. Now, Barcelona is like one of my favorite cities in the world. So it would be hard to turn down. It's a great city. I always compare it to like a combination of Paris 
and like Los Angeles in a sense. Yeah, it's Santa great. Mar- it's a great city because so, it was a really tough decision. It was a really tough decision. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it was tough to to mm-hmm. turn down Barcelona and just the the history sure. of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends who I've been doing some work with lately is Pete Michael, who's like a, a legend mm-hmm. in, in Barcelona. And yeah. I saw that. I think he won the EuroLeague in 2010. And he mm-hmm. has a lot of accolades and just, you know, he just did a lot of good things when he played in Barcelona. Now, where did you start to develop like your, your guard skills? Like obviously your parents must be pretty tall and you knew you were projected to to be tall, but what made you start working on like ball handling and just the overall guard skills as opposed um, to being a post? I mean, in the youth, like when I played under 14, under 12, under 16, I, I was the guy who had the most scored vision. And that's why they put me on the point guard. Most of the Belgium players, if you're big, you will play on the five. If you're small, you will play on the one. So, but because of my core division, I, saw, I always said, um, I want to play on the one-two position because when I joined the second team of Antwerp, the coach said, okay, you tall, we're going to put you on the four or five. I said, no, I can't do that. Sorry. So uh, at that moment, we really built, uh, we really started working to play on the one-two position for the first team. And yeah, every time uh, when I went to practice, uh, I kept on working on the one-two position. All right. And the next question I want to ask you before we get into your your deeper, take a deeper dive into your skills. Belgium isn't known for producing NBA talent. If I'm not mistaken, Tony Parker was born in Belgium, but he's French, French, right? Yeah. And so do you feel like there's pressure on you to represent Belgium or basically kind of like be the face of basketball in in belgium like in america most people know belgium for one thing waffles <laughs> so yeah waffles. that's where we're known from <laughs> right so is there uh, any pressure to, to but i mean i think there is no pressure but um it will be really nice to represent belgium on the nba draft uh, it's really a big opportunity for me but uh in Belgium, there are a lot of people who saying, yeah, he's not getting drafted. There will never be a Belgian uh, getting drafted. So maybe a little bit pressure, but it's, it, it keeps on motivating me. You know, um, I, I like daughters and like it's good for me. I just I just really want to want to get it. And I keep on working every day, every day for it. So. All right. When we return, we'll talk to friends about his NBA fit and what he brings to the table. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun just doesn't feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension, using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for Theragun Generation 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Now for me, 
I like to cycle. I picked it up during quarantine. Got to the point where I was riding about 100 miles a week and my quads would be so sore. And the Theragun was something I depended on until my body got used to all the riding. And it's still something that I use to this day. Whenever I go on a long ride, the Theragun is, is, is what I use to help ease the pain because if you've ever rode a bike or did cycling for long distances, you know how sore your legs can be. Which is why Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers like myself. Now try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $190. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your generation four Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Podcast today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, this is Raphael. This is Locked On NBA Draft. I have my guest, Vrenz Blindberg, who, again, I think is a first-round pick. And what is considered a deep 2021 NBA Draft, he's definitely my biggest sleeper. Now, as we get closer to the draft, I'm sure, I'm betting, you're going to hear this name come up more and more often. So I'm thankful that he's on as a guest. So, Vrenz, I wanted to ask you about your season, so this is kind of like a breakout season for you. And I know you've mm-hmm. played well on like the junior levels, but this is like your best season as a pro. What has been like the biggest difference between this season and the previous seasons? I think my mindset, because previous season, my, my mindset was not really correct. I really made like a, like a big uh, difference in my mindset and uh, I really start working really hard on the court of the court uh, in the gym and that really improved my game um, then this year we played Euro Cup really tough tough league if you know uh, about European basketball yeah. and I think that's why I break out because I had a really good season in the, in the Euro Cup and it really gives me a lot of uh, a lot of yeah good mood to play to play basketball and it really pushed me so that's the, that was the biggest uh, change in my in my year today this year so I want to ask you about your shooting that's mm-hmm. at least to me on paper that has been the biggest difference and I know in a previous podcast you mentioned that 
you were always a good shooter. And then once you got stronger, started lifting weights, mm-hmm. it kind of affected yeah. your shot. So yeah. this year you are shooting, if, if I'm not mistaken, you're in like around 37% from three mm-hmm. on a good number of attempts. It's about five attempts mm-hmm. per game if you combine mm-hmm. uh, your domestic league and, and the Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. So tell the audience about the work that you put in to improve your jump shot. Yeah, um, I will start from the start because like two years ago, my, my shot was not really well in the, my first year of pro. And when I started lifting, it was really tough to combine it. But uh, I, I came from 170 LBS to 210 in, one, in just one year. So it was really tough to keep my shot under control. And um, But like this year, I really shot a lot of shots before practice, after practice. So I, I really keep it um, daily under control. So I, I become a steady shooter. And that's the most important thing to me right now. You have a lot of different skills that you bring to the table. What do you think is the the best fit for you in the NBA as far as position? Are you comfortable playing like the one, the two, the three, Ooh. and even in today's NBA, the four? And I know you you probably see yourself as a guy that, you can plug and play at any position, but what is the position you're most comfortable with? Um, like you said, I can play one to four, but I really it really depends on what the team needs because I, I really a team player. Um, and um, but if I can't choose, I really want to play on the point guard. But yeah, sometimes it's tough. So I want to. Uh, that, that's what I really prefer. But yeah, like. I will be happy to play the three or the four. It doesn't really matter for me. Yeah, I think with your game, your versatility, it gives a coach plenty of options. It gives the coach the ability to play you with a point guard and you have multiple ball handlers on the floor, multiple guys Mm -hmm. that can make plays for others. And you're such a good passer. And I know my guy, he left, right? He went to... uh, um, what's my guy? Your your lob threat, Faye. Yeah, Ibrahim Afal Faye. Yeah, so he left. Yeah, he, went he went to, to Monaco. That was really tough for me because I had a really good, good connection with him, and yeah, but it's tough. But it is what it is. And I noticed that you guys have great chemistry on the court, like really great, as far really as great. like being a vertical lob threat. And I think mm-hmm. for you that helps you out on the NBA level because you already will have the experience of playing with, you know, great athletes and, and a mm-hmm. guy that you can just get into the lane and throw it up to the moon and he can go sure. get it and come down with yeah. it. So I love your versatility and the fact that at 16, you can see over the top of the defense that you can make the skip passes, but also you can get into the lane and, and, and find mm-hmm. guys at the dunker and again, vertical lob threat. So my next question to you is, how did your mindset change? You mentioned it in the first segment about your mindset changing. What changes did you make to, as far as your mindset? Was it like your game preparation? Was it putting more hours in the gym? What exactly? I think, was yeah, it? I think putting hours in the gym because like when I was 15, 16 years old, I finished my practice and I, I wanted to go home. That's <laughs> it. As fast as possible. Now, like the few years I really want to, want to be the first in the gym last out um i really want to get my job done every day 
um, no, no cheating anymore on myself. Because if you cheat in the gym, it's only on yourself. Before yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do this, uh, these reps anymore. It doesn't matter. And then you're only cheating on yourself to getting better. So that's that's where I really changed my mind. All right. And as far as like your workout, like what is a typical day like for you? As far as like working on your game, um, I mean, we got every time with the, with the team, we got uh, practices two two times two hours, like from eight thirty to ten thirty, and then from three to five. But between these practices, I'm trying to focus on my um, on my. I, I will give an example like ankle stability, core, and I'm trying to do it like between practices, so I get a a few extra hours that I can really use to get better. And that, that's the most important thing for me. So when you were, I mean, I guess you're, you're only 20 now. When you mm-hmm. were deciding your, your future, did you have opportunities to come to the States and go to college in the States? Yeah, I had great offers. I had uh, offers from UCLA. I had from Arizona. I had from uh, Texas Tech and from Kentucky but um I really I feel bad about it because I really wanted to go but my school results were not that good they Mm -hmm. said to me yeah you can come we we will try and fix it but I had to finish my school first so that was really that wasn't not possible for me because I had to do two more years here and, and it was really tough that's why I finished school to go pro so that was a really, really tough decision for me too. Yeah, in the states, it's March Madness here, and I know yeah. like a lot of the other guys that are doing NBA draft podcast are talking about March Madness and mm-hmm. and the draft stock of the players. I yeah. wanted to do something a little bit different, and so that, that's why I had you on. But do you ever mm-hmm. like visualize yourself playing in like March Madness? And it will be great. I- I really, I, I really feel bad about it because I really wanted to be in the States. I really wanted to play, uh, wanted to go to college. But yeah, it was just not possible for me. And I, I think it may, it has its pros and cons, but I think it's yeah, for sure. worked out for you. Like I said, I think you're a first yeah. round pick. And what do you think the biggest difference is between like being a college student and being 20 years old and already being a professional? I think... Um, how do you say it? Um, ma- playing more mature, playing more under control, um, being really ready to uh, play with older guys. Because if you play college, you play with your age or maybe some some guy one or two years older than you. I I have already played with guys from thirty two years old that really played the game and are already like ten years pro. So I think that's a big positive thing i have already in my in my game yeah i mean you've played against guys like milos teodosic yeah <laughs> so yeah he's one of my that's favorite a, that's players. a big example that, that's a great that's example. A example. And, example and to me and I, I could be wrong but to me that was like the the time where you played him early in the season that was like your breakout like coming out party mm-hmm. because milos is a legend and yeah, he's a legend. and the way you were going at him it wasn't yeah, like you know, you were seeing him as this legend that, you know, is one of the greatest European players ever. No. Nah. You looked at him like, this guy is on the court with me. I belong. I know. And, uh, I mean, you respect him, but you're not going to allow his 
stature and fame to have an impact. And so to me, that was one of the things that stood out because, you know, you're you're young and you're going up against somebody that you probably had watched for years Mm -hmm. and you you took advantage. It was really tough because when I seen uh, our group, I I saw Bologna and I I really, I I search up Bologna and I see these names. It was, it was crazy because it was like kind of idle. And if you, if, if the game there, the game day is there, you're really hyped to play against him because I was his matchup. He, he defended on me. I defended on him. So it was it was really nice to to play that game, and it gives you yeah, it gives you a lot of yeah uh, motivation. In a minute, when we come back, I'll ask Vrenz about his plans and preparation for the 2021 NBA draft. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is that it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sidenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every bar. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And we're getting closer to the final four. Six teams have now qualified for the enticing eight. We have Cookies and Cream versus Coconut Almond, Mint Brownie, and Coconut Puff. Cookie Dough Chunk and Caramel Brownie are still waiting on the results of Coconut versus WC Birthday Cake and Chocolate Brownie Cake versus lemon almond but again the six teams that have qualified are cookies and cream coconut almond cookie dough chunk mint brownie coconut puff and caramel brownie Cade cunningham evan mobley jalen suggs how much do you really know about these potential nba stars of tomorrow if you want to know more you need to subscribe to the locked on nba draft podcast prospect scouting reports draft rumors mock drafts and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. All right, we're back. I have my guest, Vrenz Blindberg. 
And now I want to get into like my favorite part of the podcast. So your name is, like I said, it's buzzing. NBA teams are, are scouting you. And I know you're currently in season. So it's hard to, I imagine it's hard to focus on what you have at hand right now, but also mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, you are close to like your childhood dream. How do you balance out between focusing on what you need to do to help your team win, but also making sure that your NBA draft stock is still high? Or is mm-hmm. it a challenge for you at all? I mean, it's it's really tough because people can't say I'm not I'm not thinking about it. But it's always, like you said, in the back of your mind. And, um, yeah, I just want the team to win. That's the most important to me. And after I, after the game, I will see if I get a good – if I did a good job. Because it's not always the stats that say a lot. It's yeah. how you play, how you do at the game. You can make two points and play a perfect game. You can play – you can make ten points and play a bad game. So uh, I just want to play always a good game for my team get a lot of energy in and um yeah it's it's a I can't get over it like I'm just trying to focus on my season get a a lot of wins and trying to get the chip and that's the most important for me now yep so the NBA draft is probably going to be around July 28th or 29th that's Mm -hmm. what I'm guessing so you have you have some time how much longer do Mm -hmm. you have in your season uh it depends what we do in the championship like the the final eight but um, I think like the, the final of the final eight, it will be around end May. So the, the season will be over like begin June. Okay. So, so after, I, I, have, I have some time probably. So after the season is over, as of now, you may not know this answer, but do you plan to come to the States and work out? Or are you plan on working out at home? Uh, I hope uh, that I can come to the States. But it's for me, it's a big question. Maybe my agent knows more, but I think he just want me to focus on the season. But it might. I I think I think I will come to the states and work out with some teams, and we will see. So, how has COVID impacted your your season? As far as like not having a lot of fans, are you a guy that you feed off the the energy of the crowd? Yeah. And like, can that impact your play, which can impact your draft status? Um, I really like crowd because it gives you a lot of motivation too. like um, every time. OK, our gyms are not really packed at all, but it still gives you more energy to play. And that's what we miss now. Playing in empty gyms is not the most funny thing to do, but it's for every player right now. So, yeah, it's, it's really tough. So that was kind of off the subject about your mm-hmm. NBA draft uh, preparation. So what do you feel like is the area that you want to show NBA teams that or skill set that you have that you may not have been able to show during games? So like I've heard guys say that in, in their system that they're playing in, it doesn't really give them an opportunity to showcase their shooting or a guy may say, and his team's offense, it doesn't really give him an opportunity to show that he can make decisions out of ball screens. So is there anything that you feel like once you get in front of NBA scouts at workouts that you'll be able to show them that they may not know about you right now? 
Um, I think maybe it's a real a little bit of weird answer, but my defense. I I really think I'm a really good defender, and um, I I I didn't really showed it yet, and I don't know why it is, but I think when I play on practice, it's so easy to defend and and but like on games, I think I can really play more better defense, and I think I'm a really good defender too that I didn't show yet. And I, I think so, because when I watch your film, one, I the way you move, you know, saying like I can see your fluidity and agility and mobility. And then on top of that, your length, your 6'10". Mm-hmm. And then what is your wingspan? Um, uh, I, I only know within meters, but it, it's a, it's around 7'1", seven 7'2". One, seven seven one, so you got a plus wingspan. And I, yeah. you know, the American in me only knows feet and inches. I struggle with meters when I first lived <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I try to say it in feet. It's a seven foot two, seven foot two, yeah. Around that, seven foot one, seven foot two. Yeah, and, and so I think like with your, like I said, mobility, fluidity, agility, and length, I think that you can also defend multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you get a chance to in workouts to really show that. I mean, maybe they'll have you playing one-on-one against some guys. Mm-hmm. If things change, I think as of now, a lot of the workouts are going to be virtual. So mm-hmm. you'll you'll probably have to do like a lot of shooting. But my, my mm-hmm. next question and my final question for you is, how does it feel knowing that you're so close to your childhood dream? You know, I, I feel like a lot of guys talk about, you know, they say, oh, you know, I'm not really thinking about it right now. I'm, I'm just focusing on the season or it hasn't crossed my mind. And to mm-hmm. me, I know that has to be close to impossible. Yeah. It's so, crazy because it's always been a dream, right. and you wanna you wanna make it, you wanna make it, and that's where you getting a little bit nervous because you are so close, and maybe you're not gonna get it, but maybe you're gonna get it. So it's um yeah, it's tough to be in this situation because yeah, it's always been a dream, and you wanna get that dream also to make other proud. You want to make your family proud. You want to make your, yeah, you want to make your, everyone proud around you and make yourself proud of the last. But it's really a dream and I hope it's come true. And it's a goal. So I'm working it for now and we will see what happens. All right. Now, this is my last question for real. Now, knowing that there's eyes on you and scouts are paying attention to you, is that like way in the back of your mind? Like, okay, on this particular game, I know there may be 30 different teams watching me or now that I have everybody's attention because I'm playing well, does that oh, no. add a little pressure to you or is it just you block oh, it no. out? No, uh, I'm, I don't know why it is, but I'm really good with pressure. I don't, I never like last year, we had some couple of scouts in the game on, on the games before Corona. And uh, I never had like, extra pressure or something i don't know why it is maybe it's good maybe it's not but i don't feel any pressure when there when there are important people around me well that's good because it can make or break guys like i mean i've known guys yeah, that sure. are really talented but when the lights are on they mm-hmm. they tense up or you know they just feel like they're doing too much they're not relaxed mm-hmm. and not being able to yeah. just play their game because they're focusing on trying not that. to make mistakes. So mm-hmm. I mean, I that's good understand. that, that, uh, you know, pressure doesn't mm-hmm. get to you. Well, man, yeah. I really, really appreciate you coming on and I know you're in the middle mm-hmm. of your season, but I, I'm, 
thankful that you, you know, you agreed to come on, talk NBA draft, mm-hmm. introduce yourself to the audience because they're going to know your name yeah, in a few months. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I, I think so. I think so. And I definitely feel like, you know, whatever team drafts you, you're, you're, you're going to make them proud. So I, again, once again, I thank you for coming on. In my opinion, a first-round pick, Renz Blindberg. Well, that wraps up this edition of Locked on NBA Draft. Now, check out Locked on NBA Draft. Tomorrow, we have another host with another awesome take about the NBA Draft. Again, we have a good team of guys that just bring different perspectives, different thoughts, and different opinions on your favorite prospects. Again, this is Raphael with Locked on NBA Draft. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.